Hello, and welcome back to Our Family Movie Night. I'm Aunt Deborah, and this is... Joe, hello. Hello. Um, so we got sucked back into our Winona Earp hole, and we yes. like it. Yes, we do. We watched six, seven, and seven was on a cliffhanger, so we had to watch eight. I thought we watched seven, eight, and nine. Uh, when I pressed the play on the Netflix, it said episode six, so... All right, well, I messed that up. No, it's okay, though. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So, episode six, we're talking about Gus's inheritance, or the inheritance that Gus leaves. Yes. Which, Waverly gets a skull of a demon, uh, which somehow she doesn't notice that it has two rows of teeth until yeah. later, which I guess a human could have two rows of teeth, but Doc Holliday is the one that points it out. Yeah. And Wynonna... Gets a cool-ass motorcycle. She does. She's very excited about the cool-ass motorcycle. Um, and um, that episode is great because she dumps Champ's ass. <laughs> yeah, you know what she should have dumped Champ's ass for? Trying to sleep with her sister? In that, that first episode? Also, or in the first episode, did he have them mixed up because he saw her from behind? Maybe. I'm not sure can't remember back that far what what champ should have really gotten dumped for mm-hmm. was the letter from the uncle gus was just willy-nilly in the back of the truck it could have flown out of the truck at any moment and then she would have not gotten the poem and she wouldn't have found the skull so i'm, I'm upset at champ's packing skills like, he clearly tied down the motorcycle exactly how it should have been, but this little floppy-ass letter, we couldn't stick that inside something or put it in the truck, like, I don't, in the cab? I don't understand, champ. Your priorities. I mean, motorcycle's important, but it's just, it's not how you pack a letter. It will fly out of the truck. Yeah. Well, he's, he's clingy, and he's not smart. And he can't believe that she is both smart and pretty at the same time. Which she points out they're not mutually exclusive. Yes. Because she's our smart girl. She has another line in there, too, that's pretty good. I'm trying to remember, but... Yes. Yeah. 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 But thank you, Waverly, for finally understanding that Champ is not the man for you. But for fuck's sake. So when she discovers this skull... She doesn't know the note inside the skull says, don't tell anybody. Yes. And Champ is with her. And she doesn't turn around and say, hey, Champ, don't tell anybody. She very shortly breaks up with him. And I'm like, now Champ, not that he's smart enough to use it, but has the knowledge that she has the skull and knows it's kind of a secret or supposed to be a secret for some reason because he knew Gus. Him and Gus were kidnapped together. He worked for Gus. Whatever. But, you know, I, I don't know if turning around and dumping somebody that knows the secret is maybe like, I feel like the smart thing would maybe done to soften that blow a little bit in some way. I mean, I don't yeah. like... Well, I don't think Champ's going to use, like, I'm sh- I have a feeling like he'll want to get her back. So my thought was more like, he does not know when to shut up. So yeah. he's going to blab that on accident. Yeah, he's going to blab it on accident. 
working on a job for Bobo, not even realizing he's working for criminals. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Additionally, she's told to keep it a secret, and she has the skull just hanging out on the bar. And there's definitely a guy in the background, looks like he's bussing tables or something. Like, no. If it's a secret, you don't leave it out on the bar that is open to the public. I don't understand. Waverly, you're the smart one. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and then she she goes to the witch and gets this bound, or the blacksmith, and gets bound to it. Which I like the blacksmith character. She was kick-ass. Yes. Um, mm, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and then we have... Um, um, she, like, yeah, the Stone Witch, even though all these people in town would have known and could have possibly given up this information to C.C. Stone, um, her other name, she goes and tortures this other girl for the information, the black. Yeah, that is interesting. Why does she torture the blacksmith? When... Doesn't realize how loose Waverly's been with all this info. Right. Yeah. Like, she could have talked to the busboy and this would be like, you know, Waverly started carrying around a skull in a box? Yeah. Like, I so, don't... I don't get it. And that was the lamest bachelorette party ever. For sure. Was Where, it a bachelorette or was it an engagement party? Mm, there, well, the groom wasn't there. No. Oh, okay. And they expected a stripper, so... Okay. But my worry, well, besides that now you have some fiancé, you have to explain that the the bride's dead. Mm. There, there's multiple dead people now at their house, but whatever. Yeah, the the, fian- the the bride, the blacksmith, the stripper. The bodyguard. The bodyguard. The, yeah. Yeah, it's four bodies. It's a lot of bodies. At the murder house. Like, they call yeah. it the murder house. Um, yeah. Uh, I had... I have several notes here about Doll. Alright, let's talk about Doll. Um, I found it amusing him and... Dolls. Dolls. Waverly were... Or not Waverly. Um, Winona were sparring. And he's like, like, you've limbered up. And we left with her and Doc doing it. Um, you can say sex. <laughs> her and Doc had sex. Yes. So, and she's like, it's yoga. And he's like, it's not yoga. <laughs> yeah. So he knows something's up. But, um, and we saw him talk science stuff. Um, so he knows witchcraft stuff and science stuff. Yeah, and he knew who the Black Witch was. Like, he... So there's witch, witch references, science references, his kung fu fighting stuff. And we saw uh, the first of his some sort of super druggy. Yeah. He is addicted issues. to some type of drug. I'm assuming it's a super soldier drug. This reminds me very much of the um, Riley arc on season four of Buffy. But yeah, there's definitely he's. He's got some kind of drug, and it either makes him a super soldier or suppresses his demon abilities. Are they making super soldiers with demons? Oh, also also a good thought. There's options there. Yeah, like, something's going on. We don't know what. But I've... And I also... Um, 
the end of the episode when Waverly, the sheriff's daughter, knows what's up. I liked her. Yeah. She's like, Dad always said put as many bodies in between you and the back. <laughs> I'm not mad at her about that. <laughs> Hide in the bedroom of the of your, the dead sister's room. Yeah. And um, the I liked how Waverly's just like, like you're a bully I'm gonna like smash this skull <laughs> like yeah. yeah um but and it's interesting that we learned cause we know for some reason that the stone witch is afraid of Doc but then when he shoots her he's bleeding right so how much harm can he cause to himself that would inflict on her, vice versa? Yeah, can he kill her without dying himself? Yeah. Also, I'm impressed that Doc Holliday, again, Doc Holliday is very smooth. One, he picks up on right away that uh, Dolls is suffering from some kind of withdrawal. Two, even just his, like, casually eating the Dorito... Like, he's clearly, like, this is a new flavor. Yeah. But he doesn't kind of jump back and say, what the hell is this? And he talks about her telephonic thing, the cell phone. But, he, you know, like, he doesn't act like he's disarmed or surprised by anything. He remains calm constantly. I think we mixed up six and seven. Because... Okay. Episode 6 wasn't the one with the witch. I think that was the one with the cannibals. Oh, man, we are bad podcasters. <laughs> I just realized that. I'm like, wait, because they get kidnapped at the end of the witch episode. But the witch episode was so much better than the cannibal episode. So, like, this. Yeah, I mean, the cannibal episode was okay. I do... All right, so we'll push pause. We'll rewind. We'll go back to the cannibals. Um, so what I did find interesting about the cannibal episode mm-hmm. is that the, um, diner gal was, she was just hit by a stray bullet. Like she wasn't a direct kill, Target, Yeah, which expands our number from 77. So yes, she was a revenant. They killed three revenants. But if we're, if we're basing this magic number of 77 on how many known criminals Wyatt Earp killed, then these other people are kind of wild cards to that number. Plus, she just says caught in the crossfire. I don't know if it technically would have had to be in his bullet or not. Unclear to me. And this is yeah. kind of the same thing with the guy in the lake, like... He's not a direct kill. Yeah, there seems to be a lot that's iffy, I guess would be the... I mean, it's convenient for the storytellers to not give the story any kind of out, you know. And we've seen this happen with Hufi shows again and again. If our hero is trying to find... The guy that killed his sister, and he finally finds it, then now what does our hero do? Yeah. So, yeah. 
So that was interesting about the cannibals. Also, the cannibals, you know, Ma decided to be a permanent cannibal. It doesn't sound yes. like the other two did. The other two were into organic farming. cattle farming. Yeah. But I'm kind of confused about why did they then continue to have the diner? Well, like I feel like there's enough money in cattle farming that you shouldn't have to work Mom at the learned diner. learned to, to diversify. I don't know. Yeah. And um, then, is Mama also in the basement and the lady behind the kitchen counter? Was she in the kitchen at the diner? Yeah, because she was yelling at her daughter. Yeah, and I didn't quite understand that with the, like, chain in the hole-in-the-ground room for Mama. Was that chain to put people on for her to eat, or was that to chain her up? I think that was to um, chain up the people to eat. Okay. But not, I think at one point that couch probably was in, like, a living room and they moved it down there. Okay. Yeah, because in the picture in the diner of Mama in the chair, there's windows behind her. But yeah. then when we see the chair later, it's in an underground... Bunker thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking if I have an underground kill room, I'm not going to put my new furniture there. I'm going to put my old furniture. Like, That's a good point. Also, there's a lot of canning jars in the background of there. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, are those canned people... I don't. I think it was normal preserves, but it could have been canned people. Yeah. Um. Sorry for jumping around. I totally forgot. This is why we shouldn't watch three episodes. <laughs> but yeah. And then we're not sure exactly which. If this, the daughter, was one of the seven dressed as a man, or if. Yeah, her brother and, was, and she just wanted. She says she just wanted to wear skirts and stuff. Yeah, something about, like, they wanted the... If the air's dead, like, Mama stays down or something until the new one. Yeah, they said every time the air, the new air came of age, Mama got ravenous again. As far as wanting to eat humans. And that just seems strange. Yeah. I did like what Mama had to say about, like, you know, I didn't want my daughter to have to, you know, work twice as hard or whatever. Like, her reason for dressing her daughter as a man was so that she didn't have to have the same kind of fight that women that look like women. Which, as we read recently, is a common thing. Yeah, not uncommon in the West, apparently. So, all right. Do we want to go back to our party episode with the Stone Witch? Yes, episode seven, which Officer Hot was back. Yes, I was excited. Yay, about that. Officer Hot! Because um, she and Winona were drinking on the floor of the police station. Yes, over not being invited to the party, which Winona didn't even know existed. <laughs> like I was like, your sister didn't even bother to say, "Hey, I want to have friends over, and I don't want you to be around." Like yeah. she just risked having the party and having Winona come home. But let's assume Winona always works late. Yeah. But I love that Winona says champs stupid, and well, and that the friends are stupid, mm-hmm. and that Waverly should be hanging out with people like Officer Hot. And Officer Hot is like, I totally agree. <laughs> uh, and she also said, Officer also has some insight into, like, you know, Waverly's been trying to be what other people expected her to be. Yeah. And now she's thinking on her own kind of thing. 
which is cute because we know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, and she says, Winona has a top shelf fast. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yes. Like, yeah, I can't remember who. One of the two girls at the party had previously told Winona she needed a butt job or something. Yeah, and the girl which was like, It's a ridiculous statement. You have top shelf ass man or butter or yeah. whatever, however she put it. Yeah. Um, there was a line where Winona is trying to blow off Scooby-Doo vibes from... Uh, the officer Hot's having, and uh-huh. she's, and Officer Hot responsible with, like, you of all people should know not to make me think I'm crazy or something, and I was wondering, is there previous history between them, or is she referring to, like, because Wynonna spent time in an institution? Like, I think everybody in town knows that Wynonna spent time in an institution. Yeah. That's my interpretation. And that was the weird episode with the nosebleeds randomly around paranormal stuff. I do not remember the nosebleed being a thing for any other revenant. I mean, maybe I need to rewatch, but... Yeah, and this... um, But yeah, but twice. She's looking at a picture of uh, what they think is a traditional crime scene, and her nose bleeds. And then her nose bleeds again. In the morgue. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like her nose bleeds when revenants are around. It's very confusing. Yeah. But I was happy to see Hot, Officer Hot again. And, um... Oh, that's, I was trying to figure... I'm like, why did I put that note? Hmm. Um, I have Doc unable to listen. Um, because he... he is too stubborn to listen to the wit, the blacksmith. I know. Why does she not? Why does he not listen to the blacksmith and get her away from there, and then come back and kill the stone witch later, or make some yeah. kind of plan? Some patience, yes. Yeah, Doc. I'm a little disappointed in you. Um, not gonna lie. And yeah, and Waverly's like, you have a tell, and he's like, I don't have a tell. She's like, you're always lying. That's your tell. But I love that he's, like, giving the ladies at the party a lesson in bluffing. But also he bluffs to the witch, which I feel like the witch either knew or, I mean, maybe she was clearly in a weakened state. Yeah. But I feel like if he can pull the wool over the eyes of the witch, like, if anybody's going to be able to see his tell, it should be her. A, she was very weak, and B, what choice did she have? Yeah. So. These are her last words she's going to have to tell. Yeah. Yeah, she has to tell somebody how to kill the witch, you know. So, and then he bluffs when he comes out of the barn and says something along the lines of. Oh, it's just the wind. Yeah, it's just the wind when he's just seen someone die and gotten a whole lot of valuable information, you know. So. And he does get invited to stay on the property so that he doesn't get killed by revenants while he's camping. Yes. So, because now he can't stay in Bobo's trailer park anymore. Which makes him a convenient booty call. Hmm. 
That is a good point. And he does say, like, we have to ask your sister to you yeah. kind of thing. But barn is also where the motorcycle is. So, yeah. So at the end of our lame bachelorette party slash the stone witch coming to get the skull, our officer hot mm-hmm. and Winona are missing. Yes, they drive off together, um, because Winona, oh, Dahl has gone missing to talk, he's been kidnapped by his superiors. Yeah. And, um, the, so Winona's like, screw it, I'm gonna let you in over breakfast, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what I know, and then the car creepily comes back with playing music. Yeah, both doors are open. There is blood, and there is creepy, I mean, carnival music. Yeah. Playing as this car just is rolling down the road. And, yeah, and Doc Holliday is like, what the hell? I assume that he he must have seen Winona get in the car. And a horse appears... We don't know why or how. And I think the horse is even, like, tied to the fence. I don't know. Anyway, there's a horse, and Doc Holliday rides the horse. We don't actually see him ride the horse. We see the horse. And then we see Doc in town. Then we see him in town and the horse tied up next to the police station. Which is in episode eight. Um, So sorry, friends. Yeah, so on episode eight... um, we, um, yes, we've got the serial killer and Winona, we're unsure where she is, thing going on. And, and we're led to believe that our morgue guy is a revenant, but it turns out he's a human, and he's crazy. And working for a revenant. And working for a revenant. Yes. So Doc's initial response when he's found out that Winona's missing is to go run and find Doll. Because he doesn't know Doll is missing. And Doll's there. So Doll's come Doll's back. back. Um, and they find and interview Officer Hot because she was found in a ditch. So she's in the hospital. Yes. And the last thing that she remembers is Waverly smiling at her. Which is so adorable. And then she says, oh, I was in the car. um and then when she's like when it's like what about my sister and she's like oh sorry (laughs) no glad you're fine like (laughs) i also think it's a little bit unreasonable that like so dolls is conducting the interview with you know i assume that dolls has some interview training and he's interviewing a sheriff who yeah. also has some interview training, although she's in a distressed and it's Doc, state. The person who's... And Doc is the one that has to step in and be like, Well, that's not your only sense. Did you smell anything? Did you, you know, yeah. like, come on, man. Did you guys not watch? And he's the one who's like, Fruit was used for, yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense that he would under- know that, yeah, like, alcohol. historical reference. Yeah. But which is when they tell him about prohibition, and he's like, "Wait, why?" <laughs> Even though he wasn't, I assume he wasn't able to drink since he was stuck in the well. But you know, he's like, "I'm glad I wasn't around for that." And I'm like, <laughs> "You didn't have access to alcohol 
apparently for 130 years. So if you're stuck down a well, you think you would like try to dig your way out or something. Yeah, that is interesting. What did he do? That is a special level of boredom. I mean, he had clearly had his antique set of playing cards with him, so maybe he got really good at solitaire. Like, yeah, because you can only deal with so much solitaire. You would think, like, the heat would be another torture on itself. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of issues about the well that I'm curious of what an immortal does in a well for... For that long. In, like... Did nobody, none of the herbs whatsoever, notice that he was down in this well? Like, did they not drink from this well? Like, what is... I mean, it's, I'm assuming it was a dried up, unused well. I'm, I'm assuming too, but, like, you would think that someone at some point would have been like... I don't know. Because, like, an empty well is, like, a child hazard. Like... Yeah, but I also feel like, because now that we live in Texas and know people that live in the country, like... There just seems to be a lot of random structures that are... Have always been there and we don't... Have always been there or in some state of deteriorating. Nobody cares. They're probably a snake pit. Like, I... (laughs) Okay. You know. I don't feel like it's that... Especially if, you know, we don't... I don't know how many acres the homestead is. But, like, a large amount, you know, of acreage. I don't think it's necessarily... That unusual to have an old well, you know, and when it's dry, you went and you dug a new well and, you know, maybe there's some chance that the old well will get water again. I don't know. It's, it just doesn't seem that weird to have. Okay. Unused random structures. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so Doc and Dolls have to, um, of course, Doc knows freaking everyone and owes them all money. Um, like, large amounts of money. Like, you haven't been out of the well that yeah. long. Yeah, you've been out of the well, like, six months. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. But, um, so, Doc knows who used to run the prohibition, or the, the, the alcohol thing back in his day. Well, not... Well, but yeah, but not in Doc Holliday's day. It's Whiskey Jim. Yeah. So he knows Whiskey Jim. Who I think was the person who ran the alcohol thing in his day. Yeah. Um, So he wants to know where these tunnels are. That is where they're keeping. Waverly. Uh, Winona. Winona. Um, And so that him and Dolls have to fight till someone's on a stretcher. Yes. And so they like to, they beat the shit out of each other. Yes. And shortly before the fight, Doc finds out that info has been sold on him. Yes. And so we learn Bobo has informants inside the government. Yes. And we learn that, um... To, yeah, the boys come to an agreement of sorts that Dolls is going to figure out another way to appease his bosses. Yeah. So he brings them a reverent demon guy. I don't even know that he brings it. I think he just is, I think it's near him so he can do the 
experimentation. Well, he he shows his boss something that makes her happy. Yeah. So, I assumed it was the guy in the back of the truck. Yeah. And then he tells the guy in the back of the truck that he's going to figure out who's betraying him yeah. inside the organization. There's a leak. Yes. Um... Can we talk a little bit more about this? The fight with Doc Holliday? Yes. I'm really interested. Like, Doc Holliday's fighting style is a, like, 1880s boxing fighting style. Yeah. So that's kind it's, of interesting. It's interesting to see those things juxtaposed, I guess. Yes. And, and, and Dolls has a... Combat trained. Combat training, martial arts style... Every time we something see... Something going on. Doc, or not Doc, um, dolls without his shirt. The man is fit. <laughs> and you his, would like a doll's calendar, is that what I'm hearing? And his butt is top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of top shelf ass going on. Yes. Well, definitely, for sure. The beauty of Hollywood. No. Yay. Um, if those are some sort of butt padding pants, I don't want to know the truth. <laughs> I want to imagine they are true muscular bumps. Well, I feel like the rest of him is muscular enough that he probably has also earned the muscular bump. Yeah. Um, yes, so they're trying to figure out where Waverly is. Not Waverly, Wyona. As the, this one, Waverly is not in trouble in this one. It's Wyona. <laughs> Yay! Good job, Wyona. <laughs> um, you stayed home. And she, uh, she is stuck in a pseudo hospital. Yeah, she's room. made. Yeah, she's made to believe this. She doesn't believe it because she. Yeah, but smarter than that. But yeah, pseudo yeah. hospital room by the psycho wannabe killer guy. Yeah, I'm curious how the revenant that we find out is Jack. Is how did he gain this guy as an assistant, this human as an assistant? Who knows? That's very he found a like soul. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, so Winona very smartly like she catches on that he is giving her some kind of drug to make her loopy and pinches her hose so that there's no more medicine falling on her and. She, you know, so he leaves for a little while to take care of, is it Bethany or Bethany? Bethany. The one with the awesome shoes, who also slept with Doc Holliday. Um, is that the same one that slept with Doc Holliday? I thought it was. I was wondering that. I'm not sure. If it's not, it's her sister. Okay. So, because <laughs> they look an awful lot alike. But, you know, why not? It flaps out of bed. For some reason, her boots are at the end of the bed, which I think is weird. Yes. Like, if you go to a regular hospital... That's and not, later, they're on her. And yeah, I'm they're like, on her during the quote-unquote surgery procedure. Yeah. I know. So, her necklace falls off. Either... Fa- I don't know. So, she gets out of bed by flopping. Yeah. Because her feet it, won't work. She literally just goes... Flop. Like, I don't even know. It, it was a amusing visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she flops. I don't know how she doesn't break Very her nose. Very dramatically, yes. She gets over to this table of sharp implements. 
Yes. She picks up a scalpel. We don't actually see that part. And then so, gets herself back in bed. And gets her. We don't. And we don't really see her get herself back in bed. What we do see is he comes back into the room. Human helper of Psycho Revenant, and he's got this, or she's got a scalpel that she's hiding, and he notices her necklace on the floor, and she, you know, asks him for it back, and he starts to lean over her. And you think, oh, she's going to stab him when he leans over her to put this necklace back on. And he decides not to do it at the last minute. And my question is, did she intentionally leave her necklace on the floor over there so that there was a reason Mm. for him to get that close? Or did it just happen to fall off and it's kind of like, oh, shit, he's going to know she was out of bed? Um, I thought it was like an oh, shit. Okay. It was kind of my, like, my impression. Um, and we learned that she got electric shock as a child. Yeah. And that she's very good at lying and hiding her pain, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a whole lot of Winona being brave and calm in the face like trying to work of how to get herself out of danger yes so that was interesting yes and so all kind of the trail that they've been following is because the last of the seventh had a spade design on at the top of his cane yes which i assume is a knife you know one of those canes that has a knife inside of it kind of thing um and we finally get to meet him and he kills his human assistant person. Yes. And then he claims to be Jack the Ripper. Yes. Well, and he tries to, like, mind fuck Winona. Yeah. To be like, oh, you're like me, you like to kill. And... Hunt alone. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I think that, you know, she might, you know... I. I think she does get some pleasure out of it, but also, I, you know, I don't think it's, like, serial killer pleasure. I think it's the... Revenge. Even, you know, like, this is her goal, to get this curse off of her family. And, you know, she has no choice in the matter, so why not have fun doing it? Versus somebody that's like, I really enjoy it, so I'm going to do it, I guess. Like, if you have to do something, you might as well find some joy in it. Yeah. Um, the one thing he... Yeah, there's a lot of trying to mine... Yeah. ...play both ways on that. Um, I think he did a better job than she did. Because um, she's trying to get him to talk while she's on the table hoping for time. Yeah. And... The one thing... She's like, oh, too many girls rejected you, and you became a psycho. And I hate that line where it's, and I've heard people both genders kind of, like, use this where, like, oh, well, if somebody had gone out with him, he wouldn't have shot up the school or done whatever. And it's just kind of like, that's not how this works. Like, right. Like, girls aren't going out because they're sensing some sort of danger. Yeah. And they're stay, staying away. It So then, like, 
it wouldn't have fixed anything. Like, right. I don't think... Like, yeah, it might have directed the danger in a different way, like, say, towards that individual. Yeah. But, yeah, she kind of... I See, I thought she was saying it in... Because she says, oh, your mommy didn't yeah, love like, you or Yeah, she's like, your mom didn't love you, girls reject you. you kind of thing. Yeah. But I think... I think she's saying it in a way, like, her tone to me sounds like that's no excuse for being an ass. Being a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. So. At least that's the way I interpreted yes. it. But. Okay. Yeah. I'm just very tired of that narrative. Because it's. Yeah. It, it sounds like she was saying, oh, mommy didn't love you, like, okay, more than. Yeah. I get that. That's what I heard. Anyhow. Okay. I'll take it that way. Sort of. But, Yeah. I feel like we all need to speak up and be like, girls don't need to put themselves in danger for to date someone who's psychotic. <laughs> yeah. Because then when he starts abusing you, we'll be like, well, why you stay with him? So, no, no, no. So to be clear, if somebody asks you out and you don't want to go out with them, you can say no and not feel guilty that like... If, if they do something if, stupid. If they do something stupid, that it does yeah. not fall on you, that still falls on them. If you're brave enough to be like, hey, buddy, you gave me the creeps. Maybe you should talk to a therapist. Great. Don't put yourself in danger. Um, Yeah, so right when she's, like, starting, you know, she's about to kill him. And he says something to the effect of, you know, he starts to go on his Jack the Ripper narrative. Yeah. And she's, you know, basically says, I don't have time for your stories and shoots him. Yeah. Which I appreciate, like... We don't care. A, it could be a false claim. Yeah. B, I had to do some fact-checking. It is plausible, because we know that this guy killed somebody that Doc Holliday really loved. Yeah. A pretty lady with a terrible laugh. A school some, teacher. Yeah. And two other women. By pulling out all of their organs. So, Doc Holliday in the real world dies... Well, in this version of the story... You know, Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp went chasing after the guy that killed the school teacher and never caught him. Doc Holliday in the real world dies in 80, 1887. Yes. The Whitechapel murders, the Jack the Ripper murders, start in 1888. Wyatt Earp doesn't die until 29. So... In theory, what would have had to happen is he started killing, or at least he, he did this first killing. We don't know. I guess we don't know it's his first killing. But he killed three women out here in the West. Yeah. Then went to England, killed some more people. Then came back, and Wyatt Earp came across him and killed him. Like, that's... That's the, the running theory. And yeah, isn't the, there also a theory that he... Was in Chicago. Yeah, they're they're yes. So Jack the Ripper is. There are some theories that I think it's H. H. Holmes who was the American first serial killer. There are some theories that he and Jack the Ripper are the same person. It's possible, but it is a real thin stretch. Like you really have to stretch. But it's possible. So. We just want there to be less crazy people in the world. Yeah. Is it is it easier to think that one person did a lot of crimes? Or is it easier to think that there's just like one in so many thousand people is 
that kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, statistically, like, one rapist normally has a ton of victims. One killer normally has a ton. Like, there's, oh. like, you would normally have, you, like, you don't just kill, like, one person go, like, I'm good for my life. Like, unless it was an accident. Yeah, like, if it was an accident or, I mean, I could even see, like, in a... You had a bar fight that got out of hand, or... Yeah. accident scenario, something happened. You know. Bad. But, like... Or you're... Yeah, some sort of... There are scenarios where you kill someone... <clears throat> like, just because you're defending yourself and kill your husband, or even hit your husband, you're not going to then kill, like, ten more people, like, generally speaking. Like, no. it's so... But, like, lots of crimes have criminals will, like, not just do one, they do many until they get caught. So, uh, I can see, like, we know Jack the Ripper did a lot. We know the other guy did a lot. Like, which makes me very sad. I'm thinking about um, shoplifters. Mm-hmm. Like, when we, you know, catch little kids shoplifting, like... Because generally retail establishments don't bother to catch their shoplifters anymore because it yeah. creates like an expensive legal mess yes. for them and it's in their mind it's cheaper to let them shoplift than it is to do anything about it. To pay the lawyers, yeah. But if you don't catch people stealing small things, you know, are they going to continue to steal more and more things and... Now that that recent study that you read links people that steal things to rapists, because rape is a theft. Yeah. It's just a theft of your body. Yeah. Your safety, your self-confidence. Yeah. Um, the... Yeah, it was just the... Yeah. And not, like, petty thefts of us, but, yeah, they were saying, like, stealing cars, stealing... Yeah. So people that are... Yeah. Basically, rapists are criminals all around. The the most interesting thing to me about that was the... Well, there's several things, but... Where they're talking about people who do rape that of a stranger also do rape of someone they know. Yeah. So they were able to... Because someone was identified in one area, then they were able to catch them in the other one. Interesting. And, yeah, like everything we knew is kind of... Yeah. But I'm impressed, yeah. I'm impressed with why Nona's like, I don't need to hear your story. Yeah. Although, there's part of me that's like, why don't we hear it? I'm And then you could solve, well, even just like, could she then present evidence to somehow solve these unsolved murders? But But who at Scotland Yard's going to believe her that, hey, I caught the guy who... Well, not the guy, but maybe like she could get a piece of his DNA and somehow compare it. It's just a theory. The dogs have come in from their walk and are breathing heavy. Does that mean it's time to say goodnight to our podcast? It is, probably. Probably is. Okay, so A, I think our we should stick to two episodes because when we tried to do three episodes, we got a little... I know, but it was a cliffhanger. <laughs> it was a cliffhanger. Um, so, anything else you were watching or reading that you want to talk about? Um, or recommend. 
reading the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. So far, so good. Um, and amusingly, um, we were all watching because Hannah's school is doing. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. Legally Blonde the musical. So Hannah hadn't seen it, so because it was a year before she was born. Which is depressing. Um, <laughs> and we watched Legally Blonde. And the amount that we have come as a society. Because my daughter was very confused when the lady's in jail giving her confession to Elle. And saying, you know... Oh, she was getting liposuction. She was getting light, like, because she was like, yeah, you helped me go from a six to a four. And Hannah's like, they lost weight? She was very confused why the lady would have liposuction or why Elle would want to go down in a jean size. Because now, having a bigger booty is in, and you go to the gym to work your glutes and yeah, have the top shelf butt. <laughs> Way to bring it full circle. And thank you, Beyonce. Yes. So, I yeah, I found it very amusing that my daughter, like, because, yeah, my childhood was all about being the skinny little person. And now it, my daughter, who's thin, is going. It's all, like, everyone is trying to be curvy. So I found that, um, I found it amusing how much time has changed in my lifetime of... Yeah. Now people want to be curvy again. Yeah. What was the term that they used to use or that they use for women that are kind of robust? I want to, I want to say like Venetian, not Venetian. There's a term, there's a term, you know, specifically for like statues of women that are not like, that are still, typically they still have an hourglass shape, but they are thicker. Um, and I used to know it. Yeah. There's a painter that does. Yeah. Um, I want to say it starts with an R. Yeah. We'll have to Google that Rubenesque? Later. Rubenesque. Yes. So. Beautiful. Yes. Right. So that is the positivity in the world. Yay. Is that we, we are now allowed to be different shapes. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> Anything you've been reading or watching? Um, my guilty pleasure has been the styling Hollywood show. I have watched a couple of those with you, too. Yes. It's a good... It's relatively short. It doesn't require a lot of thinking or paying attention. Like, you could enjoy it, but you don't have to, like, follow every piece of the storyline. I do appreciate they're, like, 20 minutes, which makes that... Yeah, it's the perfect amount of, like, sit down, have dinner, and then if you don't get sucked into it and watch three episodes, (laughs) then you still have the rest of your day. So, that's what I got. Yes, now that we're caught up on season one, I don't know what we'll find, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's, I don't want to say it, it's trashy, but it's not trashy. Like, it's, it doesn't feel exploitative. Like, some reality shows feel very exploitative. Yeah, where they purposely but, make the drama and... Yeah. You just roll your eyes and change the channel. Well, yeah. I think, like, where the line is, the, is kind of between the, like... Is a little bit haves, have-nots. So, like, um, what was that? Honey Boo Boo? Honey whatever okay. show. You know, those were people that prior to that show didn't have 
a lot of money, so they were best, you know, vested in kind of keeping the show. the show up. And, you know, they didn't have, like, these guys that are styling Hollywood guys, like, or even the Duck Dynasty guys, like, they don't need to do this show to make any more money to live. Yeah, and I'm, I was wondering if they're going to even want to do more of the show, if they're having a child, like, are you going to have the time to... Yeah. Or will you even want to violate the privacy of that child by having yeah. camera time? Because that's always weird of, like, do you, how much... How much of the media do you expose your children to? Yeah, because the child can't really consent or understand. Yeah, and on one hand, it's kind of cool to be like, Oh, you saw me grow up on TV. I'm famous, and on the other hand, or I have money in the bank for college. But on the other hand, it's like, like everyone knows that I wore blue underwear. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Stuff like that. It's, I've heard a couple of things where Chaz Bono talks about, you know, people recognize her because Sunny and Cher would take her on as a her on the show in a pretty dress. And now she's a Chaz, not a chastity. He's, he's a Chaz, not a chastity. Anyhow, it's like, because people's, you know, remember her as a cute little girl and now she's a grown, he's a grown man. Like, it's hard to... I mean, it's even hard for me to, like, explain that sentence because it's like, yes, I see it's a he, but how do you explain to my parents that grew up watching or that watched Sonny and Cher as young adults that this little girl isn't wearing fancy dresses right now? So it actually became a whole thing with having to explain this to my parents. <laughs> because, uh, But that's okay. It And... Thankfully, because Chaz Bono did Dancing with the Stars, my parents and I got to have a really intelligent conversation. Well, my mother and I got to have an intelligent conversation about it. And I appreciated that, that you know, that he did that because it, it made the conversation happen in, in a way that was easier. So, anyhow. All right. So we're ready? Uh, yes. All right. Good night, all. Happy viewing. Yay. Hi, Mark. Hi. Do you want to put away my laundry?